Hey guys, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And welcome to the first episode of Looking for the Middle, a Christian girl's guide to modern dating. Today, we are going to be answering the question, what do we personally wish was different about Christian dating? Which is kind of a loaded question, but that's why we're going to get into it. But first, let's get started with how we got here and give you a little context about what we're going to be talking about. So a few weeks ago, we were at the pool, as we so often are here in the South during summer. Gotta keep cool somehow. Um, and we were just talking with some friends and we kind of got onto the subject of dating and dating as a Christian specifically. And we kind of realized that there's two spectrums, two ends of the spectrum really when it comes to dating. One is what we kind of just call the Tinder culture which is, and I mean Tinder, the app, T-I-N-D-E-R. <laughs> um, the Tinder culture, which is do whatever you want with whoever you want, whenever and however you want to. Pretty much the non-Christian way of dating these days. And then there's the opposite end, which is kind of the I kiss dating goodbye, so to speak, side of things. The super conservative, courtship only, view of dating and it's tough because that leaves so many people kind of stuck in the middle of these two camps that they don't really fit into and so that's how we came up with our name looking for the middle we are just two of a multitude of people who are trying to find the middle looking for the middle and the balance of dating as a christian so that's how we got our name that's kind of what we're going to be looking to do as we go through this podcast, but some of the topics we're going to be covering just to give you an idea of what to expect. We've got first date do's and don'ts. Um, we're going to s jump into online dating and do a whole like breakout series on that. That'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about guys to date, guys not to date, how to use your time wisely while you're single, which is something really not a lot of people talk about how attraction and chemistry plays into relationships we're going to jump in and talk about setting and managing expectations too mm. i think that's such a key thing especially for us as girls to keep our expectations in check so we'll probably spend a good bit of time on that yeah Thanks, rom-coms, for giving us <laughs> that problem to deal with. So there's definitely a lot to talk about. But for today, we're going to kick things off by answering, again, the one question, what do we wish was different about Christian dating? So, B, let's jump into that. Okay. So when I first asked you this question, your first answer, which I love, and as funny as it is, it's so true, you said you wish you could just go out with a guy a few times and have no one ask you when you're getting married. So talk about that. Okay, it, it kind of sounds like it's exaggerated or oh, nobody really does that, but they do. Um, I had been dating a guy one time for a few months, like barely two or three months. And I literally had a lady at church checking out my left hand to see if we were engaged yet. Oh, gracious. Like, how do you balance? I've only known this guy two months and people are expecting me to be getting married and you feel like you're behind and you're rushed. So that's kind of a hard, hard balance to find there. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. And I, Bethany thinks the exact same way on this. We are so happy that the church celebrates marriage and that they want people to be in really healthy, happy, God honoring marriages. And we know that married people love to get single people together with their friends or nephews or whoever else they can think of, but just give it a little time. And 
if you have been asked after two months of dating somebody when you're getting married, please know you're not the only one who has had that happen to you. <laughs> you are not alone out there. No. Um, and I think a big thing that plays into this is our generation dates differently than any other generation. Oh, for sure. Even our parents, but especially our grandparents. 50 years ago, it was a totally different world. Everyone knew everyone because they all lived in small towns. And by the time you were going steady, you <laughs> did actually know whether or not you were going to get married. You I knew. that was a term. <laughs> I know. We don't, it's, it's so far removed. We don't even think of that as a thing anymore. Um, but today, we don't even know everyone in our own churches, much less our whole town. And it takes longer to really get to know someone, especially especially with the prevalence of online dating. Oh yeah. You don't even have the background of someone saying, Hey, I want to set you up with my nephew or my friends, cousins, brothers, whatever. At least when you do, you have that, you've got someone who's kind of vouching for this person. Whereas, especially with online dating, you don't know anything about them. So you kind of have to take some time to get to know someone. So if there is someone in your church or if it's you and people are asking you all the time, when are you getting married? Just be patient. It's okay. You're not the only one, but on the flip side, just don't ask. Right. Unless you're, like, with your good friends. Yes, and if you're with your good friends, that's fine. I asked Bethany after her first date with her last boyfriend when they were getting married, but it was funny, <laughs> and it was this understood, we're going to not realistically jump the gun sure. and joke about all these fun things. So we're not saying don't give your girlfriends a hard time whenever they start dating somebody, because that's half the fun of having friends dating people. <laughs> But just keep it in perspective and don't feel bad if you don't know that you're going to marry somebody right after you go to coffee. And that was actually Bethany's next answer to this wonderful question that we're going through. You said you wished guys and girls, so both sides, didn't see a coffee date as a precursor to a marriage proposal. So what yeah. did you mean by that? Well, I just meant that guys kind of get a little leery of asking a girl out sometimes, I think, because like you mentioned, this rom-com, happy ever <laughs> after, you just know after the first meeting, girls kind of have stars in their eyes sometimes. Mm -hmm. That, And that's a lot of pressure on a guy. It's a lot to live up to. Yes, girls need to be more realistic, but guys, just ask a girl out anyway. Like, it's okay. If you like a girl, take her to coffee. You're not proposing to her. Yeah. I would say probably eight, nine out of ten times the girl is not expecting that. Like, she's not coming into it with the thought of already, ooh, we're going to get married and I hope he proposes and all of that. Like, no. no at least no. I don't. No, I don't either. I mean, again, you joke about that with your girlfriends, but you don't, even going into a first date, and I think there's so much pressure because you hear from all of your either your parents or your married friends or whatever. Oh, when you know, you know. And I, I'm not discrediting that. That can definitely be true. Maybe after three months, six months, a year. My parents got engaged after dating for three months. So I'm not saying that's not possible. They're still married. They've been married for 30 years. It's great. But if you don't know after you spent two hours at Starbucks with somebody, it's okay. Please don't feel bad that you don't know and don't feel like you need to know after two hours with somebody at a coffee shop. In fact, I would say if you come home from a two hour coffee date and it's your first date with a guy and you're saying, I'm going to marry him, you're probably wrong. <laughs> I mean, the likelihood is, yeah, you probably don't have that right. So you need to come back from the emotional high because that's not what sustains a relationship anyway. 
There's not this, you don't just move from emotional high to emotional high, what feels good, and oh, he's so sweet. Those things fade. You're looking for patterns of, is he teachable? Is he humble? Is he in the word? Is he, does he have accountability in his life? Is he looking to grow in his faith? And inherent to finding consistency in those things is time. Yes. So well said. So I'll tell you what you do know after a first date. He's really cute and you like the little dimple when he smiles and he held the door for you and that was so nice. But you don't know if you want to marry him. Right. You just don't. But it doesn't mean that a relationship can't continue to progress at a steady pace. Just because you don't know after one or two or three dates doesn't mean you're never going to. doesn't mean he's automatically not the one. Give it time, like you said, and see what happens. Speaking of time, uh, one thing you talked about, Kristen, is that you sometimes feel like time's not really your friend when it comes to this. Um, that you kind of wish married people, in the church especially, didn't talk to you almost like they feel sorry for you when they find out that you're over 23 and not married. You would think it was the end of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember when I started my current job, I was meeting all these new people and, you know, people are asking you, where do you go to school? Where do you live? Are you married? Which, newsflash, if I'm not wearing a ring, most likely not married. But people still ask and that's fine. And I would say, no, you know, I'm single and... I'd say probably 75% of those people would say, oh, that's okay. <laughs> and it totally kind of took me aback because I started thinking, well, yeah, it's okay. I'm not weird or strange or doing something wrong because I'm not married yet. And that just wasn't the perception that I felt like a lot of people had or that people agreed with me in that sense. It was, oh, I feel so sorry for you, or, oh, you'll find somebody, just wait. I don't really want that right now. I just want you to be like, okay, cool. We're really glad to have you here. Excited you're on the team. And move on. And it's not this sense of where singleness is viewed like it's a disease that needs to be cured. And I wish that people didn't have that mentality and it's not, oh, you've arrived once you're married. It's just you're in a different stage of life because you're not married. And... You're not um, less of a person. Exactly. I know one time we had a, a speaker at our church talking about a ministry that he worked closely with and he was just kind of giving us an overview of it. So he was going through the point of the ministry and what they were doing and the needs they had and he was talking about these two ladies who kind of directed this ministry and he would go through this with each of them, this long list of their credentials and their qualifications and just a little bit of like a bio about them. And with both of them, when he kind of got to the end, he would say, well, she's single, but... And then he would go back into all of the things she was doing with this ministry. And it kind of hit me, and it's something you and I have talked about, Kristen, that that's kind of sums up the frustration that we have in church a lot of times is because you feel like, well, yeah, you're single, but you've actually managed to be a successful and productive human being. Like, and I know... I. I know people don't mean it that way. No, they, they, don't. they, especially when people are married, they're happy and they want you to be happy. They want you to have that too. But it slips so easily into this view of something being wrong because you're not married or dating someone or whatever. I am a complete human being because God created me, not because I'm dating someone or 
uh, I have a husband, singles is, singleness is not something that I have to overcome to lead a successful Christian life. It's just not. Yeah, and I love what you said too about how married people are happy and they want us to be happy. But I think that people forget a lot of times you can be single and be happy. There yeah. is joy in every season. And your joy and happiness that you feel should be so deeply rooted in Christ that your circumstances should not cause that to fluctuate. That is so true. And I think that's one of the the big things we want to get across with this podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of practical things, like we said. But through it all, the guiding force of this is that our confidence and our identity is rooted in Christ and the finished work of the cross. We are complete human beings because of Christ and what he did on the cross for us, not because of a marital status on earth. And I think that's something we want to really just encourage people is to find that contentment in him, whatever season of life you're in. Amen. That's good. Okay, let's move on to our next uh, answer to our question, which was, what do we personally wish was different in modern Christian dating culture? And Kristen, one of the things you said is that you wish guys would just ask a girl out instead of, quote unquote, just hanging out forever. I know that there's all these terms floating around in dating today. So define that a little bit for us. What do you mean when you say that? Yes, I think... I can climb up on my soapbox about this. <laughs> There's this in-between stage now. There are all kinds of stages when it comes to relationships, but hanging out or talking has become its own stage when it comes to developing relationships. And not even just talking. There's we're dating. There's we're in a relationship. And then before you know it, it's complicated on Facebook because there's too many <laughs> stages and not enough communication. You should see all the air quotes that are flying right now. <laughs> yeah. All the talking and the quote unquote, it's complicated. <laughs> but what you really need to do in that case is, I cannot encourage you enough, find a guy who is willing to take the risk and tell you he's interested in you and ask you out. It's not a complicated thing. And I know that... I have enough guy friends, I have brothers who talk about how scary it is to get up the gumption to ask a girl out, especially if you don't know if she's going to say yes or not. I get that that's probably so scary, but I have so much respect for guys who are willing to be brave in those situations and say, hey, I'd love to take you to dinner. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you and getting to know you recently, and I'd love to see if you would go out with me one night this week. Whatever. Fill in the blank. But... I love when guys are willing to do that instead of just this confusing in-between of we're texting all the time, we hang out in groups, occasionally we hang he out. He likes my picture on Instagram. Right. He's liking all my posts, and but he's not talking to me in person or, you know, all of these confusing things. And I don't get me wrong, I've been there. We've all been there. I think we all have. Yes. I spe yeah, I think we've all been in this in-between limbo stage where we just don't know what's going on. Yeah, because, I mean, this happened to me a couple years ago. There was this guy, and for almost a year, we were texting every day, and we were hanging out in groups a lot. We hung out by ourselves a few times. I was hearing from my friends that he liked me. I liked him. But it took a year for us to finally go to dinner and talk things out, and granted, 
at least that eventually happened. I know for some people, they never even get to that point. Mm -hmm. But it was so nice to finally get to that point, and I hated that it took so long because we were just in this limbo of we're just talking, and I wish that that didn't happen as much as it did. And I would encourage girls, too, if you find yourself in that in-between, obscure place, don't let it continue. Mm-hmm have a hard conversation and say, hey, this isn't okay. Either we need to define this and become more than just friends, or I'm gonna need to take a step back and not continue this because it's just not helpful. Or you need to just take a step back completely and let it become what it's going to be. Either the guy's going to go, hey, what happened? I liked this girl. And he'll ask you out then. Yeah. Or nothing's going to change for him because he wasn't interested in the first place. Which is fine. But don't put yourself in a position of being strung along yeah. like that for who knows how long. Um, and I think that's just common courtesy on both sides. Like, there's, we don't have to have this ambiguous nothingness yeah. <laughs> that's going on a lot these days yeah and I know this is something too that goes on both ways I'm not saying it's always the guy that's talking Mm-mm. and stringing us along I know that I've also been on the other end of this where you just kind of talk to a guy and you don't really know if you like him but you just keep talking on both sides guys and girls and this is a word that's thrown around a ton today but it applies here is you need to be intentional intentional with your words intentional with your text messages intentional with Whatever form of communication there is, um, it goes back to the verse, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. And I think today that translates into text messages and Facebook messages and Instagram and Snapchat and whatever else the kids are doing these days because I don't even know. I'm like, I've graduated (laughs) past all that, I think. I'm doing good to keep up with my Facebook and Instagram. But um, I think it applies there that our words have weight and they have... A lasting effect and we need to be intentional with what we're saying and it's not just a buzzword it's a a true state of mind to guys if you like a girl step up and ask her out girls if you like a guy don't settle for oh maybe one day he'll like me yes we so good. we just need to call a spade a spade and either go out or don't but move on yeah and it, one more thing I'll add to that is growing up one of the most quoted Bible verses in my house was the golden rule, which is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. My dad would paraphrase and say, treat people the way you want to be treated. And that applies to everything we just talked about. If you want, if you liked somebody, would you want them to string you along? Would you want them to keep you in limbo? Would you want them to make you feel insecure or question yourself or the relationship or whatever it is that you're doing. Nobody wants to feel that way. Nobody wants to be in that uncertain of a place when it comes to a relationship. So think about that, regardless of what side you're on in this, to have enough respect and care and courtesy for the person sitting across the table from you, on the other side of the phone, whatever it is, to be honest with them and be kind to them and be straightforward and like you said intentional if everyone goes into dating with that mindset then it will be fun again yes and that's one of like the biggest things for me is I just wish dating could be fun because so often 
it's just not. No, not at all. Like if you think you, <laughs> and you know, I mean, we're just being real here. Yeah. And I know people understand this. There's so much pressure and so many expectations, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that you've got to hurry up and figure things out. And so you're thinking about boundaries and, you know, defining the relationship and when's too soon to get engaged and should we do this and should we talk about that and should should he bring this up or is it okay for me to bring this up or am I trying to lead the relationship then? Like all of these things that I think we put on ourselves a lot of times. Now, sure, you need to have boundaries and guidelines and be intentional, like we were saying, about how you're moving forward in a relationship. But if we come at it from the standpoint of we're not looking for this person to complete us or to be everything we ever wanted, we can have fun because we know that those things are rooted in Christ. We get that satisfaction from Him. Um, and if we're looking for that in someone else now, getting married isn't going to fix that. We're going to get married and then we're going to still be looking for satisfaction in our husband. And when that doesn't happen, then we'll say, well, maybe if we just had kids. So then you'll have kids and you'll be looking for fulfillment in those and so on and so forth. And you're never going to find it. Mm -hmm. It's in Christ. He is our only true fulfillment. And I think if we would focus on that, that was our mindset overall. Dating could be fun. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fun. Yes. I know that so many people, mainly that are my parents' age and older, your parents have probably sure. done the same thing, that they think about all the time, oh, dating was so fun. And I'm thinking, what planet were you living on? <laughs> right. Because, and they didn't have cell phones and social media and all the things that I feel like complicates things now for us. But they talk about dating with such a fond tone and good memories and all of these things. I don't and have any of that. No. I mean, maybe a little okay, bit, but it was not sure. initially. It That's was a harsh, few months. I guess. It was a few months in before you kind of relaxed and had yeah. some fun. Because, like you said, there's just all this pressure that we put on ourselves, yeah. that society puts on us, that the church can maybe sure. unintentionally well, put on I us. Well, when I say I don't have, like, fond memories, that's a little harsh. I have fond memories of the guys I dated. I That was, like, obviously you would be dating them if you didn't like them, if there weren't feelings there. Yeah. I'm When I say that, I'm referring to the process, not the people. Just to clarify yeah. that. I don't mean the people at all. I'm talking about the process and all the hoops you have to jump through. Technology or otherwise, which I agree. I think technology has given us all kinds of unnecessary mm -hmm. <laughs> unnecessary troubles. That's a future episode, BTW, <laughs> so you can stick around <laughs> there for that. You go. But all of that to say, I really do think if we would kind of apply all of the things we've talked about today and take the pressure off and not think oh, I need to know if I'm going to marry this person really quickly or, you know, oh, we're just talking or, oh. Or, oh, what I'm, are we? Or, what are we? Or, oh, my gosh, I'm 23 and out of college and I'm not married. Relax. Mm -hmm. Bethany told me something today that was so true. She said, Kristen, God has us single right now for a reason. He does not do anything without a purpose. So don't think that your time right now in the season that you're in is wasted because it's not and there's so much to learn and there's so much to take out of the season and to enjoy about it dating or otherwise so let's take the pressure off and find the fun and the good things and all the all that jazz amen okay 
Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us for our first episode. We're really excited to get this podcast going. We're going to be posting a new episode every week, so be on the lookout for that. And be sure to check out the show notes for our email address, our social media, and then we have some fun questions that you can bring up with your friends or your small group to just kind of keep this conversation going or open up a new conversation maybe even uh, with your circle of friends. Absolutely. So make sure and tune in for our next episode as we will be talking about first date do's and don'ts. It's going to be super fun. And if you want to hear some of our super awkward first date experiences, check back because we have a bit of a list of funny things to give you plenty of an opportunity to laugh at us. It's going to be so great. Yes. So that's all for today and we will see you next time on Looking for the Middle.